Welcome to the Fearlessly Feminine podcast by Eloise Burton. Hello, Eloise here. I hope you're all really well. I wanted to spend today just telling you a bit about my story. The reason I want to tell you about me is so that you can understand a little bit about me, where I come from and what it is that drives me. I hope you find it interesting. A lot of people say I've had an interesting life. I I just know it as my life, so I don't know if it's interesting or not. Perhaps you could let me know. I'm going to break it down into... um, I'm going to start with my sort of personal life and then move into my career, the things I love and the current life that I have. And I think the most important thing is my why, my why for doing everything that I do. Um, so I'm going to start with you know, life as, as a child. I was um, born into a, a standard family. I'm the eldest of two sisters. So there's myself and my sister. I... Um, I have suffered from low self-esteem all my life and I I think it comes back to the way that I feel about the other people in my life. I I overheard a conversation when I was very young uh, between my mum and the next door neighbours and she was saying how my sister would go far but they didn't have particularly high hopes for me and I remember how much that actually physically hurt me and I'm a very stubborn person so I decided to go out and prove her wrong. I mean I was only a kid at the time but it has stuck with me and in all honesty it's probably motivated me to do as much as I've done in my life but it has affected my self-esteem. When I was 17 I joined the Navy because I was I was lost frankly I didn't know what I wanted to do I didn't do very well at school so I thought I know what I'll join the Navy (laughs) like you do and in all honesty I think that probably set me up for the amazing life that I've had it's not been a bed of roses but it's given me so much strength when you join the military you go through a series of training and the initial training is very hard it's about taking you apart and putting you back together in a different way. I was very gobby. I wasn't good with authority. And they really did, you know, push that out of me. And I discovered that I couldn't run. Running hates me. That's never changed, but I had to run, even though it's very uncomfortable. And I learned a lot about myself. Running every single day, rain or shine, and I, and knowing that I hated it and it hated me back it really gave me a huge amount of resilience so it wasn't about running a mile and a half in a certain time it was about the resilience there were everyone struggled with some aspect of basic training fitness was mine um, but you learn to overcome it and you do get support even if that support's quite shouty uh, I achieved I felt very proud of myself when I completed my training and very quickly after that I met the man I married at 19 and I think what's really poignant about that is I didn't know it at the time but my self-worth was probably even lower than it had been even though I'd achieved a lot in that short space of time 
At 19, I stood in my wedding dress, marrying a man and thinking, this is the only man that will ever want me. And knowing that it wasn't the right thing to do to marry him. And that's not a great memory of mine and I'm not very proud of that. But I did marry him because I was scared of being alone at 19 and that, that's quite that's quite something, isn't it? And not in a good way. I married him and I had my wonderful son, Cam, who is now 19 himself. And I sadly suffered from a very severe form of postnatal depression and I was in hospital for the first part of his life. And unfortunately, the guilt that comes with that and um, the guilt that was put on me by my family for not being able to cope with a newborn again knocked my self-esteem but Cam and I have always had a, a really strong relationship and I think that starting off that way made me work harder at it and I'm a genuine fan of my son let's say I genuinely like him and love him and he's a great person very quickly after I got better, I realised that, um, well, we realised that my husband wanted more children and I just frankly couldn't face more children. I'd suffered severely and I'd, you know, I'd had my, my self-esteem knocked even more by, again, people who should have been more supportive but weren't. There was a lot of blame and I knew that I didn't want to put Cam through me being ill again when he was older and he might even notice that I'm not there. So we split up, we got divorced, it wasn't very pleasant and um, <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a real sob story but it, it, it does get better I promise. I, I then met an, another man who, wow, he just absolutely treated me like a princess. Uh, he he really, really intensely pursued me. He made me feel amazing. I felt so confident. And I finally married him. And unfortunately, what I realised over a very long period of time was that this guy was a narcissist. And there is a pattern to the way narcissists engage with relationships. And it it was almost too late when I realised. It was four years ago and um, there was very little of me left. My self-esteem just went down and down and down. So it started amazing and it hit very, very low, very, very, over a very long period of time. And um, maybe I'll go into, you know, more detail on that another time. But I, at one point I realised I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know anything about me. I was just numb. I'd become numb. And the only thing I did know was that I didn't want Cam to think that that was how you treated people. And that it was okay. So I knew for him I needed to show him that it was it was better to be without someone than to be with someone that did that. So I got out and it wasn't easy. It's um it's a very strange relationship with a narcissist. Um but I got out 
and I decided that I was going to go and find out who I was. So I tried all sorts of things. I tried knitting, I tried salsa dancing, I tried crossfit, I tried reading all sorts of different books, crime novels, romantic novels, business books, personal development. I went on all sorts of courses. I looked at interior design, I looked at sewing, I looked at walking, geocaching. I can't even remember how many things I tried, but you know what? I had an amazing time figuring out who I was. I I had been very fortunate that in the background of everything that was going on in my life, although I left the Navy just before I got divorced, I had been in training and teaching management for all of my career after that. And I finally landed my dream job, um, which was amazing for the first six months, but then I realized that didn't fulfill me either. So when I, I left my second husband, I thought, well, maybe that was it. Maybe that was why I didn't feel fulfilled in my career. Um, he had prevented me um, from being prom from wanting to be promoted, from wanting to make more money. And I decided, no, you know what, I'm going to go for it. So I went for the promotion, I got it, and it still didn't fulfil me. <laughs> so um, alongside the relationship issues, there was real lack of, I would say, congruence in my job, although I thought it was my dream job. And, and in all honesty, it probably was. I, then I decided in this job, I've been in education management. I'm laughing because it is, it is this is funny. I've been in education management for a very, very long time, for way over a, a decade and a half. And maybe that was what was wrong. Maybe it was just that I was stagnated in education. So I thought, here's an idea why don't I change my subject and become a manager leader rather than an education manager you know so um obviously the route I took was sewage management um was something I knew nothing about and it was a really interesting job because because I knew nothing about it the only thing I could rely on was my leadership skills and very quickly, we gelled as a team. The team became higher performing. They became happier at work. And let me tell you, we really had some challenges. But the leadership skills that I brought to the team and the technical skills that they brought to me was a really powerful combination. This was a point where I discovered there was no point going in pretending to be a strong manager that knew it all, as I'm sure we've often seen other managers do. They knew I knew nothing, so there was no point even pretending. And this meant that my leadership style had to be vulnerable. I had to go to my team for help. I had to pick up the phone and ask you know, my peers and people above me things that I didn't know. And what I realized was by being vulnerable, I became an even stronger leader. People rallied around me even more. I demonstrated lots and lots of empathy for the team. And, and as you can imagine, sewage is a, a very male dominated area. 
there are very few female managers in that field but you know there was so much crisis management going on that very often the team just didn't feel looked after so I spent a lot of time finding out about their families their kids what they liked what they didn't like and they knew that they could phone me and have a rant and then you know I'd talk them round or coach them and so I, I put into it vulnerability and a huge amount of empathy and do you know what I noticed not only did my team improve but I improved and not just as a manager or a leader but as a woman I felt I was softer at home in my new relationship, which I'll tell you about in a second. I felt I had a better, deeper understanding of my son because I had a better, deeper understanding of myself. And for the first time in my entire career, I wasn't woken up by work concerns. And I think it was because I knew it was okay to be like that. I knew it was okay to not know everything. I knew it was okay to care about my staff and to fight for them. And don't get me wrong, I fought for them. I was quite fierce and they knew it. Um, so I got back, I realised, I got back the balance of masculine and feminine leadership. And this isn't about being a man or a woman, it's about the balance of energy. It's the yin and yang, as I've mentioned, I think, in my first episode. And I realised that all of my career... I'd been in drive and strive mode, which is the masculine side of things. I had to be in control. I had to manage finance. I had to, you know, make sure the team were performing and drive up their standards. And although I had cared and I had shown empathy and vulnerability in the past, it hadn't been in a balanced form. And I had always been told that that was a weakness in leadership. But what this massive change of field gave me was the very stark realisation that if I could use my feminine energy as well as my masculine energy in balance, everything came into balance. I stopped getting spots. I stopped getting like knots in my stomach when I was going into meetings. I didn't have a problem with challenging bad behaviour or performance or disagreeing with people whereas that would have you know I could have felt the red rising from my chest up to the top of my head previously I just felt really cool <laughs> and this forced me to um, investigate even more the differences in feminine and masculine energy and how you can get extreme when you're extremely masculine you get extreme feminine which is where you're very emotional where um, you can't cope with things, you overthink too much. But if you bring them both back into focus and back into balance, the extremities go away. And so balance is the key. And then my plan had always been with the new role that I picked up, that I'd do it for two years. Uh, and then what I wanted to do was be in business myself. For the previous 10 years, I toyed around a bit with consulting and also coaching, but I'd never really taken it very seriously, only when people came to me. So I had a business, but it wasn't a business. It was more of a hobby. And over that period, um, after I left my second husband, I'd started, as I said, learning what I liked. And I read this amazing book called The 4-Hour Workweek. 
And I don't know if you've read this book and if you haven't, I really recommend it. But it was a bit of a game changer for me. I realised at that point that I was doing the right thing, having a business. And I, I wasn't really sure what he meant when he talked about selling products. That probably sounds a bit simplistic. So I played around with, uh, I set up a Flamingo and Unicorn gift store, which was a huge success. But what I realised was that it was a huge amount of work as well and it was taking away rather than giving. So I knew that wasn't the model I wanted to follow. And I'd been learning about what they call leveraged businesses where you do very little but the money comes in whilst you sleep, which sounds so cool, doesn't it? So in between leaving my dream job to go to this new job, I had done some training and I was setting up a business where I sell products in the United States. And that was my plan, that that business would allow me within two years to not work in a corporate environment anymore or, you know, for another company that I could work in my own company. And what I realised very quickly was my team had actually got to the point where they now wanted me to stay, but they didn't need me to stay. Whereas when I started, they didn't really want me there. But they needed me. They needed a leader to help mould them and move them forward. And I felt a bit like Mary Poppins or Nanny McPhee. But one day, I just knew that I had to go, that they were ready for me to go. And it was very strange. It was a very hard conversation. Um, but I did go and then I panicked. <laughs> so what can I do? What can I do? And it's amazing the way... The universe actually brings stuff to you. I was approached by someone who noticed I was now self-employed and would I do some corporate coaching and from then on the coaching and consulting side of things has just grown exponentially. It's It's been amazing and what I'm very aware of is how few people I can help when it's one-to-one and I, I just want to help more and more people and this podcast is one way of doing that. I've got some other ideas which um, I'll mention in future episodes as they develop. But I I absolutely love helping women to understand themselves a bit. It's something I've had to work on. And I've had to work on it for some pretty awful reasons. But I'm actually glad that I had those reasons to do it. Because I see people who just kind of wander through their lives accepting that this is all there is. But actually, we can be happier, we can be healthier, we can be more confident, and we can be fearlessly feminine at the same time as being strong. And I want to help women get that balance. I've kind of jumped onto my why there, but I will come back to it. Um, Some of the things that I love, it's absolutely business. I love business. I love how a business can provide for you and your family how you can grow it and change it and mold it and it's you know it's yours um i love working for myself in my own businesses i i do have some contracts with other companies and i love doing that as well it's because i know i'm helping other women i help people a lot it is my favorite thing to do i'm maybe selfishly because it makes me feel good and um but you know if i'm helping someone else then you know i li- i like to feel the benefits of that too and 
when you see a penny drop or a smile appear on someone's face who hasn't been able to smile for a while that's really special and I'm really privileged to be able to help people do that something else that's not related is I'm fascinated by the human body and how it moves or how it doesn't move in a lot of cases so um, I, I have an amazing coach who I'm, I'm not currently working with in terms of fitness at the moment because I've been so busy with my business but he's helped me to move a lot better and that makes me healthier makes my brain healthier and I find that helps me in business as well and my absolute obsession is learning new things although sometimes I do find that I'm learning but not applying so that's something that I often have to work on and my current life I'd, I'd just like to say there is a happy ending I after I left my second husband and I worked on myself I became okay with being me I actually looked in the mirror and thought you know what I like what I see in the mirror I know what I like now I know what I'm passionate about I know what makes me tick I know what makes me cry and I'm not apologetic for that anymore and as soon as I realized that I liked me within two weeks of that it's really odd but I met an amazing man called Mark and he is like no one I've ever met before he's kind he's supportive he's a little bit annoying sometimes but aren't we all he has his little quirks but he is my home I don't really know how to explain it any other way he brings out even more in me than I had before which is it's a lovely thing my son I'm so proud of him he's he's working um, selling mobile phones at the moment and he he enjoys it I don't think it's his permanent career but I it's one thing I wish I'd had experience of is actually selling things uh, I've never sold face to face before and um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him grow and he's a an amazing young man a kind-hearted thoughtful caring and interesting young man and Mark has a daughter, Lily, who is 10. And in the past, she's suffered significantly from confidence issues, even at that young age, which is really very painful to see, especially knowing how it feels as an adult. And um, Mark and I work together to help build that up for her. And actually, whilst I'm recording this, she's actually out at a martial arts class which is something I don't think anyone ever thought she would get into but she's been going for 18 months and she absolutely loves it I have a lovely home it's something that Mark and I bought and we worked very hard to achieve it and my home is also my workplace so it had to be really what we wanted and I'm very lucky that we live in a very well connected town and it's a nice quiet area and we have it is the house of our dreams of course our dreams might change in the future but right now this is our perfect house and for work I get to work with amazing women coaching them I also do some consulting work with women's um, businesses that are owned by women and I really help them understand how getting good with themselves can make them really good in business as well I have such emotional strength now it's it, I'm unrecognizable and that is due to I think the challenges that I've had in my life 
I know some people often say say to me I don't understand how you are so strong and so positive but I do believe that you can either you can either use your experience and build on it or you can let it define you and destroy you so I decide to use it for good and I know without my experiences I would not be the person that I am today I wouldn't be talking to you today about these types of things I just wouldn't um, and emotional strength for me doesn't mean not crying or not feeling scared or overwhelmed it's about being able to express it freely and openly I live with as much authenticity as I possibly can and that's not always comfortable sometimes being authentic and having emotional strength can be you know it can feel like you're hurting other people but if you do it from a place of love you do find that people respond in an amazing way and my friends and close family members really enjoy the fact that if they say to me what's wrong I will tell them what's wrong it might not be uncomfortable but it's like it might be uncomfortable sorry but it's like two to five seconds of uncomfort and then we sort it out and everything feels better because there's no passive aggressiveness there's no I'm not holding on to anything it, it's all just out there and I encourage them all to do the same for me as well so I really love the fact that I feel brave enough to be authentic and have emotional strength so my why I've touched on it earlier firstly I think my why is for my family I you know I want I want to show them that I can do this and I can help them and I can be the best person that they need me to be and that I want to be but more importantly I never want anyone to feel the way I felt the doubt and the loneliness that I felt I want to help women realize that by surrounding themselves with the right people it can lift you up and that's what I want to do I want to lift you up I want to help you I'm not perfect I have my moments of doubt and my moments of fear and my moments of loneliness and this self-talk that's not always positive but I have loads of strategies that help me and I want to share that with you I also know that the right people are not always the people who you think they should be and that can be a really hard and bitter pill to swallow so I can help you with that as well and I'm just here really to share my experiences in the hope that you'll get something out of it and if you ever have a question or an idea or a topic that you'd like me to cover on the podcast you can drop me an email it's hello at fearlesslyfeminine.co.uk and I would definitely love to hear from you for sure because like I said my point of being here is to help you at the moment I've, I've got a list of topics that I'd like to cover but that's because I just need to to gather some more topics so please do message me that would be great I hope that's been interesting for you um, for me it's just my life <laughs> um, but hopefully you can see where I'm coming from life hasn't always been about having successful businesses for me it hasn't always been about having a, a lovely relationship it hasn't always been about having a roof over my head it it's been a struggle but i've found ways to turn it into something amazing today i have i actually have three businesses i have my e-commerce business in the united states i have my coaching and consulting business 
which I have to say is my favourite passion business. I, I love it. And I also do a little bit of network marketing. I say I do a little bit of network marketing. That makes it sound like a hobby. It's not a hobby. It is a it is a business, and it's something that I am I I have that's automated, and that pays me residual income, which will give me security in the future. So hopefully, there's something in there that you can all um you can all relate to and even if you are not in business that you you work or that you stay at home and look after the children in the house you know hopefully you'll find something on this podcast that will really help you with any future plans or even just with how you're currently feeling as i said i hope you found that really useful and um, next time i'm probably going to speak to you about what being a leader in your own life actually means and how becoming fearlessly feminine can help you lead yourself in your life because if you don't lead your life who is leading your life and then you know we'll go into that in a lot more depth next time but just some food for thought are you in charge of your life and if you're not who is and why let's have a look at that anyway I feel like I've just dumped all of this on you. I hope it has been interesting and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Have a fantastic week, whatever you're doing. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Fearlessly Feminine podcast by Eloise Burton. We'll see you next time. 